0: Hello, and you're listening to Let's oh, Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma, Mikey Dread. On with the show. Telemetry recovered. Let's drone out now. Hello and welcome something, to something. Let's Drone Out tonight. You're joined by my lord and master. Good Andrews, evening, that's Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by Stephen. Good evening, and I am bright Till I fly, and I'm useless. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Frank. It seems that you've got something lined up for us in the. Uh... We've 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 all brought things. Have you not? No. Myself <laughs> with the class. Some, someone's someone's got to be. Jack, you can bring your news item first. Uh, my news item. My news item is I'm a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did come up at the weekend,
1: and and we used the laser cutter.
0: Yes, and I have nice smelling bits of wood thanks to mm. you. Fragrant. Mm. Ooh. I know. I did something useful. I, to be honest, I, uh, I mean, I haven't I been feeling, uh, quite myself recently. And, uh, I had, I had a meeting on Tuesday and, um, I've done a lot of sleeping. So I've been doing a lot of self care. I thought about flying today, but I just, I just slept. So, so you I've were been, dreaming about flying?
1: Sometimes yeah, it's got to be done.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just like, um, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not with it. I have to live vicariously through you guys. I'm sorry. And your no worries, your, no. your topics. Well, have you will... been living
1: vicariously through Andy RC's videos? Because he's put out a couple recently that have been very cool. I
0: mean, yeah. I've been worried about Andy RC because he's he's got a black eye. Don't you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that's from strapping his DJI goggles on for so long. Oh my god! Spending really? all day, every day, in his goggles with his head tracking.
2: Does he even? Well, have no, 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 a no. head tracker on it these days. Like every time I see him fly something, he's he's got a head tracking, mm. pan and tilt on it. It's pretty impressive.
1: He's Quite he's stepping it up. So I mean, he's he's had it on his Fun Cub for ages, and he's mm. recently put it on a an Acro Watt, which is a, a, a it's a Chris Foss thing that's sort of a mid wing yeah. sort of aerobatic type thing. No, 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 an acrobot. There's, there's, there's lots of whats. It's a foamy. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, he's been putting that on. Uh, and the. He's also. He's got one of I these mean,
2: crazy he's, he's built, EDFs, hasn't he? Some mm. like 6S or eight S EDF that tears around and makes a heck of a noise.
1: Yeah, he's been he's been building himself up, so he's uh, getting a uh, big red arrows foamy again. Um, and the, the fms one and he's he put a insta360 one r on it uh, it was the one that he posted today so you got all this nice stabilized footage from the cockpit in going through all the sort of aerobatic maneuvers and then i saw him come
2: in and land that thing it's butter clenching watching him come he's, he's you know he's doing proper landing on on gear and he's got foldable gear on it and it, oh mm. my word as a quad pilot, that just looks terrifying.
0: <laughs> a lot of pressure. There. <laughs> he, he's he's got his B cert. He's BMFA trained. He's 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 old school. Yeah. He's he's a mode one you know. He's he knows his stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm looking to, forward to, to him putting the. On I'm looking forward to him putting the head tracking on the on the Red Arrows one and getting fill uh, up as well. I'm sure that's the plan. Is is to go have a two ship. Of the FMS ADF
2: looks like something you wouldn't want to be facing the wrong way while flying.
1: Mm. It's got a bit well, of speed. Well, at least
0: it hasn't got the blender in the open to get you.
1: Yeah, it's nicely packaged away in some nice safety foam. You get foam. Foam, first. <laughs> um, but yeah. foam first. Plane landings are much more stressful than quads, says Richard Bark. Absolutely. Yeah, Takeoffs, good. landings, all of these things much and scarier
2: will, with planes they will continue to be until someone makes a carbon fiber plane at which point uh, it's just the spectators will be scared
1: uh, yeah I, I think uh you might have to speak to fossil stuff about that one i'm sure martin's been talking about making a carbon fiber race wing crazy razor blade thing for quite a while that would be awesome
2: that, that yeah. might be what it takes to get me into Flying Wings, That the knowledge that I wouldn't be able to destroy it the first time <laughs> I landed it.
1: Yeah. I mean, Fossil is coming to LDONO uh, in a couple of weeks' time, along with uh, Menace, and NJ's going to be there, and quite a few other people. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully there'll be lots of fun toys to see at LDONO. Um, I know Menace is releasing something new between now and then, so hopefully he'll bring whatever it is along. Mm. Um, yeah, got some cool stuff. Uh, I have I mean, for, for this, you know, LDNO was meant to just be a meetup in a field, try out the fields, see, if, make sure that's all, all nice and good, and actually see people again, just have a casual fly, very easy, not a setup. Um, there's been a better feature creep. Um I, I do now have a car full of stuff that i'm bringing to ldno already mainly because i can't be bothered to unload the car up the stairs into the attic where i am right now so it's just staying in the car between now and then uh yeah we we should have have some good times um we'll see how much of it actually works but i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it. seeing people and potentially adding a repeatable venue to, to the list. It
0: should be nice. I'm just watching this red arrow tear about the sky. Oh, it's quite mm. something, hasn't it? Oh, my God. It makes me miss Andy RC so much. I miss my friend.
1: Maybe Maybe we can convince him to come back for our six years episode next week.
0: Oh, no way. Six years.
1: I know.
0: And How the time. And we're we're Tony-less as well. Yeah. It's only me and you, Frank. The original (laughs) OGs left. (laughs) Ah, well. uh, There
1: might be one or two others coming as well. You never Mm. know.
0: Mm. I know. Six years, I know. I can't believe it myself. It's It's crazy. crazy, isn't it? Oh, Things have changed
1: a lot. <laughs>
0: uh, what about that magic FPV organised meet up in September?
1: Is this the one at the? At Mines? Yeah. Is that Prop Fest? No, yeah. that
0: one's next year, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh,
1: because there's, I think there's another one. There's, there's one at the big house, which is prop prop fest which is happening next year i think and then there's another one happening in a few weeks time that's in uh yeah where was it it was like a sort of the head of a mine unit at the pit winding there we go caroline knows what i'm talking about um but yeah That would I'm interested to see how that works. Because that is a thing. I mean, we were talking about uh FPV allocations and frequencies and everything last week with Cerberus. Mm. I've slightly gone off piste a little bit with the FPV frequency allocations for LDONO. And I can I can talk a little bit about my reasoning behind that so with all the racing which is obviously what Cerberus is going to be doing and what a lot of the other events have been where there has been a mix of analog and digital and obviously a race everyone is powering on and settling down and getting everything working and then when everyone's working then you're flying and racing and then you you're You know, finishing, landing, crashing, whatever, and then all powering off and then the next lot are starting up. So when you turn on your DJI goggles and it goes into public channel, it doesn't matter because no one's flying. But if we're just having a casual meetup where people might be turning on and off at different times, you're gonna have this public channel powering on just while it's you know, while you're finding your channel on your DJI unit
2: so oh, right. if you mean if there's a collision you get bumped into the public channel so you unintentionally end up in public channel even though you weren't supposed to be there mm. and you can't really do anything about it if someone's on that channel already
1: yeah or if you're changing from you know if you've been flying on 50 and then you go back to 25 then it's going to start you off on the public right. channel and then until you pick one
2: so do you want to get out of the way of the public channel just in so, case
1: yeah so I've I'm rather than trying to squeeze in six channels and saying there's going to be you know just if someone accidentally goes onto the public channel everyone's going to have a horrific load of intermodulation distortion because it basically reflects everyone onto everyone else and it will all go horribly messy uh assume that there is going to be something on public channel what's the best we can do and if you have uh you can get five frequencies around that basically perfectly. So you can have, uh, I'm going to have to look it up. I think it's one R1, R3, R4, R8, and F7. And so you've got, every, everything is nicely spaced out so that you basically get perfect IMD ratings um until sort of both f7 might get a little bit of interference from a public channel we shall see but otherwise this 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 was kind of the way to make me most comfortable in thinking that you know because i i know from painful experience how much a good event and everyone coming at the end of the day and going that's a good day depends on making sure that the frequencies all work nicely with each other. Because if, if you try and mess about with it and have too high a power or too many people on it or not the right separation between where you're flying and where, you, where the pilots are, all of this kind of stuff, if you have any slight wiggles, if people are getting noise, you just have a lot of very grumpy pilots and that's not a good day. So I've made sure that even with the uh, public channel on there and everyone else using all the other channels, the, the rating on the ET Heli Tools uh, IMD calculator is as good as IMD6C at the moment. So for me, that's, that's my like, okay, I'm comfortable setting that out. We'll go with that. And then people can turn things on and off willy nilly, and we hopefully don't have to worry about it. That's that is my reasoning behind that. We'll see how it works, because it's obviously not going to be yeah. So it's it's not it's removing it's it's one fewer pilot at any one time, but it will mean that you can have people turning on and off and flying around as they like without having to all wait for everyone to land and then turn something else on and all of that kind of stuff. So hopefully it means that we can have someone flying out doing some endurance stuff just for hours and hours while someone else is going up and doing some, a one minute pack, doing just all out freestyle. That's, that's the thinking. Cool. So we'll try that out and we'll report back and see how that goes.
2: It's going to be an experiment, isn't it? But, uh,
1: Always. Yeah. Got lots got of a, things to got, experiment with.
2: I think we've got a, a decent area, so hopefully people can also spread out a bit, you know, if there, if there is a signal conflict, so long as we don't have people blasting one watt everywhere, which, of course, they won't do because it's illegal in this country.
1: Of course. Then, no then, one would dare go above 25 milliwatts yeah. for fear of Ofcom because they're, yeah. you know... We love and respect you Ofcom. Trees have ears and antennas. <laughs>
2: right yeah so hopefully we'll be able to you know distance ourselves just go for a bit of a walk and and, and set up yeah. away from everyone else to we don't those we, we don't well
0: yeah we don't want to upset the wi-fi for the trees
2: <laughs> trees yeah. have feelings too
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah and eyes definitely and i do have a few backup locations as well like if if everything goes horribly wrong and everyone's like this is terrible i i've i've already got plans and backup plans I'm what
0: about right with... what about the ultimate backup plan there's 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 the hut at
1: That's the the main Ryan.
0: site we have a hut it has
1: chairs in it has a microwave it has a kettle it has a toilet it has a kitchen sink there's a literal kitchen sink involved We've got everything wow. there's a pizza oven there's an outdoor oh, pizza don't, oven. There's i living. don't know if it works can't imagine anyone's used it for years, but it's there if someone wants to have a go. Pizza oven. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably
0: like, worse. Like A it log fired,
2: now? a log fired pizza oven.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like an awesome outdoor.
2: Up.
1: Is yeah, there wood there? Purpose. It's called Wood Farm, so probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually that's his name? Is it? Yep, it's in the countryside. <clears throat> I do remember them having trees last time I was there. Yep. Yeah, I know dry wood though, not wet wood.
1: Yeah. So, hopefully, it all works out. Mm. I mean, I, oh, I remember Christ.
0: the last LDO and like it heavily raining and then this Tupperware quad <laughs> flying about <laughs> and just being like totally. I mean, other than it nearly killed my Zoom um, recorder. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, that was oh, that was horrible. But apart from that, I just we you, 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 you know. Huddled under this gazebo. Yeah that that was that was quite good.
1: Yeah, with the windscreen wiper on the front of the Tupperware box. Yeah, just
0: all stood round like a little FPV screen. The little like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do
2: do have a, a can of conformant coating, which I keep threatening to use yeah
0: well it's peter streeple's like what is it rain no the corrosion x
2: you can buy them now that was it deep six or something you buy them pre-waterproofed and they ship you these funky little things like where they they actually produce plastic seals that go over your flight controller and your vtx and they even put little special rubber grommets and they give you like specially cut bits of silicon that you can go in there to block up everything and they're like yeah you you can buy this ready-made all you need to do is when you go flying make sure that you like strap an empty drinks bottle onto the top just to make sure it doesn't <laughs> sink <laughs> and, and they've got videos they're like they go into the water and they just take off straight out of the water just flip upside yeah. down in the water turtle mode in the water and then take off it's absolutely wow. magic yeah the ultimate toy
0: there is a lake oh my nearby God. <laughs> I know. I've I've always wanted to do. Let's float out. You know, like you know, me and yes. Frank doing a bit of boating and yeah. You know. I mean,
1: because I, I would quite like to do I something am, on the sea enough. because there's there are like rules about stuff in the in the waterways and I'm like, ah. but on the sea, it's the sea. I thought you were going to say
2: there's rules about what you can do in the UK,
1: but once you're a couple of miles out, <laughs>
0: <laughs> pirate <laughs> radio LDO. LDO. <laughs> oh no i'm running 50 watts (laughs) yeah (laughs) international waters yeah i know what how many how many meters how many miles out do you need to be for international waters? they increased it because that was the the get
2: around for the old pirate radio back in the day and they increased it a whole bunch to make it less easy to run radio stations out there so i'm not sure
1: Damn it. Well, I mean there's the alternative is, is get something into orbit so you know
0: there's yeah. enough up there as it is <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like a collection of old takeaway containers up there right now <laughs> it's like a student flat with bits of foil just sort of cruising
0: <laughs> um, used to be eight miles yeah I heard it, it used to oh my god
2: so I, I noticed something um, on, on a more technical note. It appears all those who were being chuffed about running BL-Heli32 may be slightly less chuffed because it looks like the latest release somewhat buggered up the ERPM measurement, Ooh. which is bad news for anyone that was trying to use that to do filtering.
1: Yeah, so, ERPM filtering that that everyone was kind of raving about for Yeah. Oh and and
2: i've only i've only got one bialy 32 quad because i'm a cheapskate so i've been using Hulley s for everything and experimenting with like JESC and blue j and all this stuff and i've been quite happy with that and i, I got Hulley 32 i'm like right let's get ready for the pro time the serious escs and, I, and then i open this app and i'm like what the hell is this it looks like complete windows 95 garbage but i persevered and i'm like right i'm sure i've got the smoothest flying quad now and then, boom, spot this bug, and apparently it's measuring eRPM wrong. So if you're on 32.8, you probably want to downgrade to 32.7 right now because there's it's introducing a ton of noise into the RPM measurements in 32.8 BLL32. Oh. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Um, the reason you would have gone to this latest version is to get the variable PWM. So the idea being you can get some grunty-like low-frequency PWM for low-throttle, and then when you up the throttle, it would shift into a higher-speed PWM, which would give you better efficiency.
1: But why would you want to be in lower PWM? Because because torque is proportional
2: to the strength of the magnetic field, and an inductor does not immediately generate a magnetic field. An inductor needs a little bit of time to build up the field right. and so, so, so apparently yeah apparently the difference between like 24 kilohertz and 48 kilohertz was enough that like the inductor wasn't having enough time in each of these pulses at 48 kilohertz to generate as much field as it did with 24 kilohertz where it was switched on for a longer time and it, it just had the ability to generate a, a stronger mm. field and get more torque
1: yeah i i i had a brain fart and was thinking you were talking about like PWM going from the flight controller to the ESC oh, like it was sorry, like 2015 no. oh, no, that's
2: like the motor control PWM
1: Chris yeah, Ross yeah.
2: has a nice little diagram on his video where he likes the wiring and everything
1: the actual MOSFET putting current through right, the yeah. motor windings the,
2: the if you remember a while ago there was a big fuss about everyone running like tiny whoops were discovering that if you use these fancy new BLHeliS firmwares and you went from the default twenty-four kilohertz with BLHeliS and you jumped up to forty-eight or ninety-six kilohertz, you're getting a lot more flight time because there's mm-hmm. a massive efficiency saving when you go up to say ninety-six kilohertz on on tiny whoops. You you get minutes more flight time sometimes, and it makes a massive difference. But um, yeah, maybe it's not ready for the the prime time mm. just yet into this mm. variable PWM But if, you,
1: if you're saying it's about the, if the issue is uh, i'm still trying to get my wrap my head around this so the the issue is if it switches too fast your inductor isn't going to respond because mm. your your coil in your motor is essentially an inductor and it's right. going to reject not. you doing things quickly because that's what of yeah.
2: it takes time to saturate and build up the magnetic field and it takes time for the field to drop off mm. and if you're if you're not if you're trying to slice up that time into little chunks when it's on and then have a chunk when it's off and then a chunk when it's on you're building up the field and then decaying building up the field and decaying you ju- and and you just end up with less of a strong field available compared to mm. having biggest bigger widest chunks when that field is on and generating that pull or push and then off
1: hmm okay and so I maybe it's that,
2: measurable like you seriously yeah. have to yeah. increase your pits when you go up to the higher pwm frequencies because it's just not as responsive
1: i'm just wondering is that a case of it's because the tiny motors are just spinning so literally fast that it makes a difference or is it because the coils themselves are smaller, and so there is less inductance there. So, I'm just wondering is it a case of you don't really like do you need the PWM to be variable
0: oh, during in terms of the course of, a, of a
1: flight, or do you need it just to be variable in terms of this quad needs to run this kilohertz, this quad needs to run this kilohertz? Uh, kind of
2: yes and no, right? Uh, ideally I ideally, it helps if you've got a small quad to run on um, kind of a, a faster PWM frequency because. Your smaller quad is uh, it's that la- loss of torque isn't as much of a problem for your smaller mm. quads, right? They don't necessarily need it. I think is is it's the general guideline. I'm just gonna try and turn the
0: light on here.
1: That so. kind of
0: makes sense. Yeah, it's like the battle of the LED lights for you guys.
2: Yeah, sorry, I was trying <laughs> to sync up with Frank and I realised that this wasn't really working. So I've went back to a yeah, more sensible lighting. Yeah, i go got a bit orange <laughs> when I... I try and turn the light on blue and it makes me orange because I've got this dodgy webcam. Yeah, it's
1: This This is a £20 uh, Xiaomi Yi rip-off, like a rip-off of a rip-off of a rip-off at this point. Um,
2: I, I can the, blame Runcam for this one.
1: Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. It's the USB it's Runcam.
2: Also about, it's also about 20 quid. yeah. Mm. <laughs> evidently 20 pounds not as well spent as yours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) this one has the disadvantage of it's actually a little android unit and you have to tell it to go into a usb webcam mode uvc mode oh right yeah but i mean it doesn't matter on this because it's running windows at the moment but when i have tried to run it on linux linux doesn't tell it that it has accepted it and so it immediately just kind of goes oh well that didn't work so I'll, I'll go back into Doing likewise yes. different modes but anyway uh Anywho. drones
2: yeah drones. so so generally these tiny little whoop, tiny whoops um running 96 kilohertz people say oh yeah it's not quite as responsive but you just get so much more battery uh time out of your battery that people don't complain as much it's generally okay because you're not like thrashing the crap out of them
1: Mm. i've 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 seen tiny racing at wings and wheels they were running the crap out of some of them yeah you don't like hold the
2: throttle wide open and try and punch (laughs) out over a tree though do you
0: (laughs) (laughs) there was (laughs) who stood outside chatting to the cornwall lads and uh someone managed to uh, like crash out and then Slip out the edge of the roof and sidewall of the tent, wow. and was then outside the tent, and then and then it. all We were chatting, and then all we heard was this whoop just go past us, and then back into the tent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Always trying those corner hacks.
0: Get yeah,
1: I know. It's just, <laughs> uh,
0: really, it was Tipping really error, funny. As we just heard, like doof on the side of the tent lurked, and then there's a whoop outside, and it just like <laughs> nothing to see here, just boom <laughs> straight in, v click <laughs> through the tent in yeah. real life. Nice. So
2: just bizarre noise. Oh man. Anyway, so yeah, the idea was that you'd be able to switch PWM frequencies, and to be honest, I haven't heard anyone that wanted that feature. It was just a feature like because we can do it, let's do it. <laughs> it turns out. maybe Maybe wait a little bit longer (laughs) sounds like a complicated other things i'm a big fan of rpm filtering so yeah definitely get rpm filtering working if you haven't done already
1: but avoid bl heli what was it 32.8 yeah
2: there's there's some graphs I, i posted a link in the chat a few comments ago and there's some, some nice pictures and basically the, the, there's some plots with thirty-two point seven and thirty-two point eight, and thirty-two point eight just has an f ton of noise over it compared to mm. thirty-two point
1: seven. Thing go bad. Good to know. We'll wait for the next one. Uh, what else been going on? Uh, the CAA. Uh, I checked my email today and got and saw an email from the CAA saying we've made some recommendations about mm. drone flying you should read them uh, so I read them so they're fairly short uh, they're basically saying uh, make sure you have props and that they are attached which is uh, why well, I put, put a little um,
2: uh, are they going to follow this up with guidance on making sure your motors are
1: attached <laughs> probably uh yeah you know, they're, they're doing the important things first but yeah so yeah. looking in the uh we, we did a poll as we were waiting while while, while jack was getting his clothes um check
2: not just the surface <laughs> edge of the propeller but also the hub <laughs> slash root and attachment points what, what are we checking do we have propeller checking tools do you lick them just just gnaw just on give them it lightly. give them a
1: little chew yeah a little gnaw on them make sure they're like, not yep, involved. they're props.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what they were. Long <laughs> <by my chair. laughs>
1: Yeah, so we only put-
2: use original or manufacturer-approved parts. So all those prop whittlers out there, stop whittling those
0: props. They're not no, safe. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not not safe to dremel the end of your props off.
1: No. <laughs> oh yeah, blunt nose. I, I forgot about those days.
0: Oh, uh, the noise! <laughs> How could you forget? Yep.
2: Um, consider yeah, sure, adding cross-checks to your pre-flight procedures so along with have i plugged in the battery i have to also now check the propellers this is too much frank i'm never going to get any flying done it's outrageous
1: <laughs> but saying this you know we did the poll uh how uh, the so the question was that we put in the poll in the chat while we we're waiting for jack to get closed on have you ever had a, proop, a a poop a prop come loose accidentally Eighty-four percent said sure. Who hasn't? So there you go. The CAA has recognised this and it's giving you good advice because clearly it was because you weren't thinking about it and not because you failed. Check your nuts, something.
0: lads. Yeah, check your nuts. And and, and women. <laughs> on the
1: flip
2: side, um, you can be a little bit too uh, too strong on those those prop nuts, and I've actually. Disassembled some fancy blue alloy prop nuts that I got, which I thought looked the part and matched my blue standoff. So I was going to have the the smoothest looking quad. And uh, apparently, yeah, they're not those alloy prop nuts are not necessarily made to be strongly tightened. The manufacturer told me they sort of disassembled themselves, and I was left with a little disc of metal at the top, a little nylon washer, and just a regular nut. (laughs)
1: Hmm. (laughs) So yeah. wow, I'm yeah. I'm impressed that the nut disassembled from itself before mm. the Nylock bit so disassemble exactly. from it.
0: That's that's quite a, yeah. quite an achievement there. I used the prop the the, the prop two thousand mm. here <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and on uh, what for those uh, of you the... listening at
1: home. Jack has held up something orange and
2: small—a <laughs> uh, cordless screwdriver, I believe, with the uh, the old M5 attachment. Or um, uh, no, eight, you
0: know, I mean, the yeah, yeah whoosh, the, whoosh. the eight mil prop adapter tool, and it was the V, uh, the V3 T motors, and I got the nut so badly cross-threaded that bits of oh. it spewed out the top.
1: <laughs> Have
2: you ever actually cracked a prop by tightening it?
0: No, uh, never. I, I did I've in Radio C, but they—they were real props. I used to explode mm. just by looking at them. I still
2: got a bag of King Kong props before they rebranded to LDARC. And there were these thirty forty props that flew really beautifully, but the instant you tapped anything, they just exploded. Mm. <laughs> Straight up exploded. Some of the best team mount props for flying, but I went through backs of them.
0: Oh, not good, man. I remember when I first met Frank. That was when you first could get the the indestructible props. Oh yeah, oh,
1: well that man. was that was the event where we learned about them, wasn't it? Because like yes. half the people going around and just like props disintegrating, and half the people like actually making it round a lap of a track without having their props disintegrate. And it's like, what? Mind blown
0: like people just giving them out just being like here FPV family this is the way
1: yeah like because everyone was in the habit of like buying you know an enormous bag of props for a, a session and then they're like oh we can fly through these leaves and the props come out the other side unscathed i'm never going to need another pair of props again here have them <laughs> um <laughs>
0: yeah i know a little thin thin as anything thin and orange and Bi blade props. I I have a set, couple of sets down there somewhere. Oh man, what I wouldn't give! Can can you can you bring some to LDO? No, for me to, uh, to give will, them a go. I, I was. I thinking to see it. you
2: explode them on a punch out. <laughs> <And blow them laughs> they won't. They rooms.
0: won't. They were literally like the countryside's littered full of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will put them on
1: the uh, ZMR. And oh. bring them along, and you can yeah, do whatever you need to, to do them with
0: them. <laughs> yeah. You need to clone the, um, you need to clone the ID though for it. Clone
1: the,
0: uh, I've done all of that. I've, wow, I've cloned, cloned the entire radio over. It's fine. Oh, fantastic! Yeah.
1: This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only. Censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears. All thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. But yeah, uh, I will also be bringing my baby try. Not that it's, it's had the tail tune since it was last reflashed. Have many years ago so it probably won't fly but i'll bring it um i'm looking forward to seeing lurgies mm. uh tri- I, I don't, I, I, I,
2: flying with the three fly props don't in the same direction yeah exceedingly mm.
1: ambitious we'll, we'll find out i guess we <laughs> uh, will be
2: flying in circles that's how you'll spot him it would be the guy flying in tight circles
1: Angie is asking in the chat, will there be a helipad at LDO? No. He's bringing a fleet. Um, I mean, the the not quite a field hasn't been mown for about 10 years. It's had some goats on it. They might eat a helipad. I don't know. Uh, if, if we can sort of stake them in the middle and give them a short leash, maybe they'll just kind of eat out a nice helipad area. NJ goat- can just
2: 3D it and just you just do the field. A <laughs> couple of packs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hmm,
0: blend his own. Um yeah, yeah like you might want to keep the goats away from Menace because he's he had the <laughs> the old goat, he might be slightly traumatized. I, the I think the idea the is to keep
1: the goats away from us anyway. So okay. NJ says
2: that we should lay some food out in H shape.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure whether that's to mow out an h-shape or whether the food is to go through the goat and, and leave <laughs> some markings of an h-shape um,
2: feed the goats some corner and then guide them
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. um what else what are, are you bringing anything exciting i'd review to told you no
2: i was gonna try and get some rovers going Oh um, yes. The, I've got two rovers, three, but one is definitely an indoors one. Um I've got this tank that I've been meaning to work on for absolutely Ooh. ages. It's got like an F7 in there and it's got the whole INAV setup with compass and everything. I had a couple of cameras, but I couldn't quite get the camera fixing properly. And I think it's still on D eight, so I might move the tank over to Express LRS and uh and upgrade it to the latest INAV and see if I can get that working.
0: Ma- the not a Mavic.
1: Ooh. Yeah,
0: Sheldon's coming. Yeah. So Sheldon can just. But Frank, can you buy me some more props, please? <laughs> so so I saw some someone props, else oh, who did God. a not a
2: Mavic, and they had this funky little thing where they used the original props, but they put a 3D printed bit in that stopped the props rotating, stopped the blades rotating, and just turned them into regular buy blades.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we can't be asked for that. Not us. Fair enough.
2: F that. I mean, put some regular the, the props on it.
0: Yeah, the props flex and then just smash onto the side of the Mavic anyway. So it's had about three or four new top plates. Hang on, they flex and
2: how would they hit the side of the Mavic if they didn't hit
0: it in its original form? The arms are the same length, aren't
2: they? How does that work? Uh,
0: they flex. Yeah, once you flex down, you've got this slight flaring out the back and they flex down and then hit the oh. hit the back of the right. Of the, of the Mavic, that's, you know, because it's, it's that shape, it's tri- triangular shaped. Or because you're understand. actually
2: putting enough, like, deflection on the prop from punching it that you caused the yeah. tip of the, to go down, or up. Uh, and, uh, in yeah.
0: the side of the body, yeah.
2: Wow.
0: Okay, so you've got, nice. you've got like, this angle, uh, uh, yeah, uh, this angle, and usually it would clear, of- and then as you go down, it will hit the, hit the bottom. <laughs> Oops. I can get the Mavic, hang on. Be cool to see it though.
2: He's yeah, it. Sure. Oh, and he's off.
1: Mavic.
0: Yeah, um, so I've got
2: a tank lurking around here somewhere, but I can't remember where I put it because I had to tidy up. <laughs> trying to make this uh make it look presentable around Vigley here. Presentable.
1: Yep. It's hidden somewhere. That happens on a weekly basis, unfortunately. I'm, I'm
0: back. We've got look at that full Ooh. Mavic Pro. Look how sad label there. God damn, these people make me sick. We unfold it. We, uh, oh God, I've done it the wrong way. Hang on. Uh, this ain't in the CAA guidebook.
1: That's no, next be week.
0: your drone the correct way. Careful, yes. right. Jack. They're
2: only bringing out the guidance on chewing battery leaves oh. next week.
0: Right. So you can see the back angles like a slope. oh yeah it's the actual
1: body of the Mavic so yes. nor- but yeah. normally if
2: you're flying the propeller would be going up rather than down so how is the yeah. propeller going down mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get that but like so if you if you it, the propeller's yeah. going to flex up at the tip so how is it flexing down at the tip unless you're like flying in 3D mode
0: upside down towards the ground Aye. oh you're flying in 3D
1: Sheldon So the motor braking means that the propeller isn't generating enough thrust. And so it's being pushed by the air into the arm of the Mavic.
0: Yeah, look. See? You kind of see, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, you can kind of see the carnage that is being friends with Sheldon Hmm. involves. Um there was we were trying the old rust the center bits in salt water so that they rust and then the props hold their shape
2: you what eh <laughs> so uh, i was trying to say there's actually a 3d printed doodad that stops the props folding like stops yeah, them folding if, in
0: yeah but that's more expensive than salt and water There's metal pins in there. I think there's
2: qualifiers that need to be added to that, but I'm not sure whether I want to be Mr. Pedant.
0: <laughs> well, we discovered it from you know uh, insurance drones coming back and their props being <laughs> you know dunked in seawater. Could you know they use would like rust in place?
2: Yeah, you Yeah, could, I mean, but- yeah exactly. Like super glue. Or- Anything, yeah, but then you have why, to individually do it. it. You
0: know, salt and water. You know, you just chuck them all in there, laying out straight, and then they rust to seizure. Mm.
2: There's a certain terrifying logic to this, but it's still terrifying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> mm. yeah that's that's a. Uh, so
2: anyway, Mister Ooh Tanks. Tank. I would I would open him up, but he's got far too many screws. Um, so yeah, there's there's I've got a camera there. It looks like there's a baby Rattel that I earmarked out, and this is a Cadex EOS something, which is rubbish. I was going to try and put the Rattel inside there. It's actually opening, and I've opened it, and there's a USB extension lead for, for configuring the flight controller down there as well. Sort of all floating around in there. So, USB extension lead. Yeah. So yeah. you can like yeah plug in your laptop inside of that. and it yeah, takes a just... 2s uh, two, two in the bottom
0: oh fantastic I, I modded it
2: from the janky connectors it comes with onto an xt30 so i've got a little xt30 on the bottom there Doing, doing, doing. Oh,
0: yeah no it way. ain't
2: fast but it, it's kind of cute and it's got a load of lead fishing weights in the nose because it used to want to go
1: brrrr,
2: which made it very difficult to FPV. so yeah.
0: did you just used to see sky constantly
2: Pretty much. And, well, to be honest, even if it's not sky, it's an ultimate an, an alternating view of ground sky, ground sky, ground sky, which makes you <laughs> want to hurl after about 10 seconds.
1: So yeah, I think that was Curry's experience with the Open HD on the on the little car, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. yeah.
2: There's a reason people don't really FPV cars, that they're kind mm. of impossible to tune to the point where you, yeah, you're... Fat sharks, uh,
1: that's where they came from, right? There's cars around... uh really? Yeah, going around the, the paved racetracks, little model cars. That's that's where Fat Shark started. I'm pretty oh I guess sure. if you're on
2: really nice paved racetrack yeah. and you don't have seams and stuff, that would that would exactly work. someone recommending the FIMI X8 Mini. I think I've seen a couple of reviews for those up. FIMI has been doing stuff a while now. I must say I haven't really um experimented with camera drones. The good old Fat Shark day. Speaking of Fat Shark, it looks like they've uh They've just released the new shiny, right? Sharkbite. Hello, spider.
1: Hmm. I haven't I haven't seen anything about the a new sharkbite. Is that
2: so? So they've just put some dedicated. You know, you used to have the old limpet module that s- sat on the fan mount and kind of major goggles, really front heavy, and then it had panel antennas on it. Mm. Well, mm. they've just released these Fat Shark Scout goggles, uh, it looks like there's some pre-release versions that are being flogged on GetFPV. And it's going to be a fat shark goggle that
0: just does uh, like shark bite. Yeah, they're little box goggles. Yeah, they're, they're, you know they're only two hundred and
2: fifty uh, bucks though, which is hopeful. The, the trouble is, it's two hundred and fifty bucks for this beta version. It's not the final product. They're they're these kind of like early release testing versions, and so it's not really clear whether they'll stick at two fifty or they're going to shoot up because two hundred fifty dollars, if if we get a fair conversion, should come to about one hundred eighty quid, which is it's pretty great.
0: Yeah, it's doable. I know it's 1080p screen in there as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, from but, what I've but with heard. no input, so you're, you're kind of oh. you're a bit effed if you want to use that's, them for anything else. That's literally, what I was going to ask is like, yeah, yeah. has it got any HDMI input? Uh, any you HDMI would have thought input? With Fat Shark's pedigree, but the first thing they do when they release a digital goggle is they would absolutely get their existing customer base on board by including an analog module bay, but they appear to have just gone and not done that whatsoever.
1: Because um, also...
2: I, mean, more listeners fly, I implying look. they were telling people to go forth and propagate.
1: Yeah. I would have thought they'd want to make sure that not only... Because, I mean, that they're, they're, they're factual. It's not, it's not like they're, uh, you know, TBS or someone who's, like, got to focus on selling the radio gear. Like, yeah. they've for, they've survived so far by selling goggles and let everyone else deal with the modules. You'd have thought they'd have an HDMI input that could accept you know, DJI stuff, could accept yeah. OpenHD stuff, could accept whatever you throw in it, including you know, phone, laptop, it whatever. It does give
2: me a somewhat unfair impression of, of Fat Shark, but having seen Divimath kind of step up and start to push this HD0 stuff, HD0 being the name of the actual Divimath tech behind all of this that makes it tick, which is being rebranded by Fat Shark as SharkBite, Right now, we're actually seeing HD0 start to, to, to appear as a brand name from Divimath, which is akin to like Rich Wave start to step up and say well, you're now going to see Rich Wave VT- VTXs instead of, you know, Flywoo VTXs or Happy Model VTXs or whoever.
1: At the risk of sounding like an idiot, what's or who is Divimath? What's, what, so,
2: Divimath are the people who make the chipsets in these, right? Mm. so you know like all the analog kit all basically has the same tuner on both ends that takes your signal and gives you the actually isolates the signal let's see you send a a composite signal from a camera and put it over the airwaves or takes the signal off the airwaves and feed it out as a composite signal so that digital solution also has a similar chip um Mm. which is Taking something from your MIPi camera instead of a composite signal. I mean, the early MIPI. ones I think actually did take composite. And MIPi is just this like you know twenty pin ribbon cable thing that oh. they use for digital cameras. So okay. kind of similar to what DGI uses. MIPi really describes the electrical connector more than the actual interface, as far as I can okay. figure. Okay. So uh,
1: is, it, and then, is it kind of like a embedded version of HDMI? Is it? Is that fair?
2: Uh, Oh, man. It's more like uh, it's more like saying a, a DB9 port or something. Well, because it doesn't actually say anything about the data that's carried across it, right? It just says, like, there's this many uh-huh. pins in a plug. So it's like okay. it's saying it's a JST plug, I guess, would be a good uh, idea.
1: Oh, right? right. Okay. It says,
2: your camera uses a JST plug. And there's common conventions that go with that, but obviously you can't plug a shark SharkBite camera into a DJI system, even if the cable's the same. So it Sounds
1: like a challenge.
2: It doesn't necessarily say that it, it's uh, signal compatible, it's just socket compatible. Um, um, yeah, so so the people who, who make all this stuff seem to be stepping up and coming out from behind the shadows somewhat and and are now starting to, to make more noise. And, and it, it does look a bit like Fat Shark uh, just sort of, moving very slowly on this one and the fact they weren't able to put analog in with the digital solution makes it feel like they've really just taken a reference implementation that the digital team's given them and Mm. just gone all right we'll put it in a shell and we'll sell it and would it really have taken much effort for them to put a signal switcher in there so they could switch in an analog signal as well
1: well i mean i guess that kind of makes a bit of sense that you know to take analog and make that into something is gonna that's gonna be another bit of hardware i guess that's that's gonna be quite different i don't know i just feel like yeah maybe maybe that wouldn't be worth it although they're already presumably buying it in enough bulk and have all the connections and know how to do it they
2: they already produce goggles with hdmi in yeah and they already have this module which runs with hdmi out so yeah like why couldn't they just have taken an existing pair of fat shark goggles and the mm-hmm. shark bite module and just put it all in a single case without yeah. an hdmi port exposed on the outside
1: interested to know if there is actually some you know there's there's usually some reasons behind this kind of thing jack you know some people do i side so, well,
2: that's why i'm saying it looks like they've just taken a reference implementation and just chucked it in a case instead of mm. actually engineering it that's,
1: we've, what we've what? had some fat shark people on, on mm. the show before
0: yeah they won't come on again they, they hate <laughs> us they hate me one of the two but um what like another thing that i've been sat here wondering is like what antennas go on those uh on those goggles because you know like the, the little, you know, limpet module that you get for the normal fat sharks have got a nice little patch antenna. And I'm like, mm, they don't look like they come with antennas, let alone patch or otherwise. So which which goggles are these? The Scout goggles.
2: Uh, so, I think someone was saying that based on what we'd seen before, they were kind of expecting the Scout goggles to have a couple of panel antennas in the front because that mm. receiver box ships with it's got you know your SMA mounts on top but it includes two internal panel antennas at the front mm. you know stepped oh, out so They're, they're inside. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, fair
2: enough and if you look yeah, at the, was... the shell of the, the scout that's a logical goggle to choose if you want to wedge a couple
1: of panels
0: inside mm. cool no worries I was just slightly confused by it you know just uh, talking
1: about patch antennas there Uh makes you think about you know how there's yeah, been a sort of general development from sort of uh, wound 3D bits of wire making antenna to having a PCB with traces on it and and those traces being an antenna. And there's been um, a, a couple of projects that I've seen recently doing a similar sort of thing with motors. So rather than oh, having yeah. wound bits of copper uh, wires making up a motor, people have been working on making... Sort of traces on a PCB to be a motor, because sort of as yeah, as with
0: a little iron rotor with magnets in there mm. for low torque applications.
2: I'd have thought,
1: right? Presumably, mm. uh, yeah. I feel like you're going to be fairly current limited. But if you have, you <laughs> know, uh, well, I mean,
2: is it's your ESC current limited? Because yeah, it's not exactly, PCB? PDB
1: and all that kind of thing. Like you can get a lot of current going through a PCB. Um. PCB that that could be
2: brushless motors i mean it sounds amazing for for stuff like whoops right and that's going to be where it'll end up if anything and it it makes me think of that really expensive little prototype quad that has a bunch of python scripts with it was it called the fly or fly mini or something that was very expensive and it was around years ago and it was there was a trend a while ago for things where the arms were part of the PCB. I don't know if you remember those yeah, really yeah. tiny little quads. Yeah, this all looks yeah. quite neat. Let's get. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. there we that's not too shabby, is it? It looks like he's moving a decent chunk of metal. Yeah, two point
1: three gram centimeters.
0: That's not. And he's got you know the old square wave that, on the
1: go. Terrible for a first for a first draft. It's not bad. Yeah. Not
0: bad at all. Yeah, the ESC built on board.
2: Just... It's nice. Anything that can keep the weight down and make it cheaper to manufacture mm. is going to be good, right?
1: I wonder if that's kind of more of a servo-y
2: kind of thing. I don't know. I was not impressed in the, in the chat. Mm. Sounds like someone might have some experience with those.
1: Caroline was not impressed with PCB brushless motors. Oh. That's a shame. Well, maybe give it a year or two
2: i mean it depends on the application i think a lot of stuff you could probably live with the fragility so long as you keep the weight down so that the impact force is is really small but obviously yeah. you get up to like anything above like two and a half inch props it's going to be smashed to pieces so.
1: also think about the like, the cost difference because i mean like have you seen the machine you need to wind right. a motor <laughs> and people are always need...
2: annoyed that the tiny motors aren't cheaper but it's taking the same machinery and pretty much the same you know magnets and labor to, to wind uh, an 0802 as it takes to wind your like 2306
1: so So yeah to be able to just go ah it's going in the PCB process, which again I mean it's not a, a small cheap easy process, but it's the scale at which you can do things is just enormous.
2: I'm sure, sure people like DJI would be happy to get on that because they don't care if
1: their stuff breaks, do they? It's just uh,
2: mm. just more money for the warranty program.
1: Cool, yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably... Because it's not going to be massive talk for a DJI thing, is it? It's going to be... Yeah. They don't have a, a 10 to 1 thrust to weight ratio, do they? So, they
2: don't do aggressive maneuvering either. It's pretty sloppy maneuvering, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. It could be interesting to see... Especially, uh, I don't know if it would make it more miniaturized or not. Because, I mean, if you're having to put it on a, and traces on a PCB, you're going to have minimum spacing on there compared to just, like, enameled copper wire. I
2: guess you know? it depends if the PCB could be structural as well. Mm. And if you go really small, then your PCB could be structural. And it mm. needs to be super small, though. What's Jack, what are you taping together down there?
0: Oh sorry, ah. Mr. Velcro, oh, right. I was just putting it away before I lost it. No worries. <laughs> um, you were getting out sorry. the gaffer tape there. No, um, check out the S-Syn SYNRM RM. I will check out
2: I've I've always been thinking about those um synchronous reluctance motors apparently. I was thinking about mm-hmm. those those motors that Zoe FPV was banging on about ages ago. She she was talking about some fantastic intelligent motor. I think it kind of included the ESC and the motor. There were some
0: yeah, in some the
2: very precisely driven things. Well, yeah. i've
0: I've
1: been I've been following a lot of projects recently with a technology that Zoe FPV was talking about uh, when she was you know wanted to make 3D quads much better. And basically, be able to have much better air mode on on three D quads was mm. uh, phrase that I had in my head seconds ago. Um,
0: Are you dementia? Uh,
1: Field oriented control FOC. Um, so this is where you've got basically a censored motor. So there's a a, a magnet on on your rotor of your motor and then there's a, a sensor on that using that to know exactly how in what position your motor is at any yeah, second yeah these were they yeah so F- rather than just using oh if you know the because usually your esc doesn't actually know whether your motor is in pointing directly north or whether it's 30 degrees out or where it is it just knows oh the the magnetic Unless you've field got a really posh
2: crawler or something, right?
1: Exactly. It's just going, you know, the, the, the field has changed. So therefore, I'll switch the field the other way um, or to the next field. Um, so, but putting on this extra little sensor means that you know exactly what position it's in. And so you don't have to wait for the, the voltage to, to drop. You can just man- manually sort of adjust it on the fly even when it's not spinning really fast because that's what if you if you watch a slow-mo video of a normal uh, motor on a quad actually spool up from being stationary you'll see it kind of flap back and forth for a bit until it's fast enough and it's kind of built up enough momentum that it it yeah seems can on, kind of on
2: crawlers up. people favor brushed motors because they mm. talk about this cogging at low speeds where you can actually watch the poles kind of chug past the motor mm. and and then you get very bad control because you don't tend to have kind of full on sinusoidal control and you don't know where the poles are so this is a phenomenon you get at slow speeds where you're just jumping between the poles. And when you mm-hmm. get up to a certain speed, that's just averaged out and it vanishes. But at slow speeds, that cogging, where you're, you're far enough away from a pole that you kind of leap towards it and then you slow and then you chug onto the next one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's kind of unavoidable unless you have sensors, right?
1: Yeah, but it also means you can do other funky things. So uh, Tom Stanton did this one with, uh, with his... it had a helicopter with a, a compliant mechanism it might not have been a compliant mechanism it might have just been a couple of hinges um so that instead of having a servo actuating the blades this, yeah. it was just speeding up and slowing down the motor as it was you know as the micro blades were going pulsing on the, the motor right. yeah it was yeah, micro exactly.
2: torque pulsing the motor and he had yeah. the blades on a hinge so that when he talked the blades it would alter the pitch so yeah. he could actually get collective control of the blades yes without having a servo for
1: exactly that's 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 exactly that is mind-blowing that is so cool i would love to have like my dream would be to take the wing that i've built and haven't successfully flown yet after however many years it's taken me to build it I'm um, so wrong well it just sits there waiting for me to take it out because it's it's gonna need a day of me Lear- well relearning how to tune stuff in RG pilot and actually doing it for that um but i would love to take that and do that with that so instead of having just the two servos doing th- um thrust factoring of the two motors on the back of the wing if it if it was just the torque pulsing so there were just literally that only two phenomenal. moving parts on the entire wing that would be amazing I wish i could find I'm,
2: I'm scrolling through zoe's fp zoe fpv's feed now trying to find the name of these special motors that were this all-in-one like sensor it unit. was
0: a long time ago yeah but evidently
2: room. they didn't find the mass market they wanted i think she wanted something like a hundred dollars a motor and i guess that was just a hard no for for most people
1: i mean for x x class stuff that's probably not too bad is it yeah, oh
2: but these were only like 22 yeah, yeah. size <laughs> they were they were pricey but they had that fantastic control so you could just because the trouble with 3d tends to be you need to really work very hard to control that point where you where you're changing from Mm -hmm. 3d to 2d because it (laughs) get this cruddy transition (laughs) so yeah yeah Yeah. apparently you you can style your way through it if you're a good pilot and you kind of give yourself a bit of hang time in between the two of them i've IQ Motors, yeah, someone says in the chat, that's the one. IQ Motors. Yeah. I've tried doing 3D a bunch of times. It's fun. Don't always crash, but the transitions are definitely rough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the other thing is, I actually watched a Virta Riot video this week. Um, and I I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was this oh, yeah? uh, bone drone. Uh, oh, yeah. where, where they've uh, it was uh, someone else has come up with a concept, but they made a version of it. So you, you sort of move your motors basically in line with each other. So you've just got a sort of cartoon bone with two motors at one end, two motors at the other. So they're very, very slightly offset. Imagine right. when people say
2: compressed X, they just take the piss. basically, <laughs> And they exactly. compress it so much they have to put one motor upside down so the prop doesn't hit the motor next to it.
1: Exactly. Uh, and that, that's kind of what you're getting at. And and so you've just got this, this long, very long, thin drone, I just thought that looks that looked great. That's absolutely up my
0: street of weird builds.
1: Um, As so, you can
0: see, it is a sausage quad. <laughs> so
1: I I quite like the look of that. I would quite like to make a sort of X-class size one of those. I'd, I think that could be quite fun.
2: So yeah, I found IQ I'm control. Not confused.
0: But uh, yeah, it kind of hang on. Let's have a look at hang on. Uh, there's some it flying.
2: Yeah, the, I can't believe. I think Vanover was it who got it through this gap, and it's just an absolute piss take gap. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious.
1: They they keep getting cleaner and cleaner as they go on. It's 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 an impressive video. You should watch it. Mm. Yeah.
2: It's nice to see they're actually building new interesting stuff and not just mm. trying to wedge in a product in there. I, I do like it when they take these odd concepts and they really push them and go for it. Yeah, some good yeah. stuff there. I think they had some kind of flying get flying race gates in the past, right? Mm. Odd stuff like that. They built mm. this huge flying race gate, flew through it.
1: But I feel like this is the sort of thing that I should be doing with the laser cutter. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, make your own frames, go wild, do something a bit nutty.
0: What? What? The thing is, is like. Make a
2: flying race gate for for LDO. No. Make a flying race gate, a hovering gate.
1: Mm. Hmm. It's very tempting, but I feel like I may have already overcommitted on things that I said (laughs) I would prepare for LDO. So. All right. You're like I'll Actually, stick on the, on I'm the end of the list the laser
2: cutter, <laughs> and it's gonna be running solid uh, 23 <laughs> hours a day for the next three weeks. All I would right, love so to do so, that,
1: but it's unlikely. So I
2: found these IQ motors on Mauser. Who wants to guess how much an IQ motor is?
0: Well, well on Mauser, <laughs> it's a 2306 2200
2: kV. Uh
1: 130 pounds. Actually, no. It's 74 quid. Yeah. Mm. So, but, but it weighs
2: 114 grams. Wow. <laughs> so it weighs almost as much as four That's regular great. motors. But you don't need an ESC. So that.
0: Yeah,
1: but my ESCs aren't that heavy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I guess... It looks mm,
2: pretty awesome. Mm.
1: Fusy, no you're going to have to run on some long signal wires. Presumably,
2: Yeah, it's got a UART in there, apparently. You can program this. It runs a D-Shot 1200. So it'll do the regular D-Shot stuff, which is kind of cool. It look bloody cool. Um, oh. no, I'm putting links in the chat. Let me just dump it in okay. here so take. When there are you doing, are, your,
1: doing your
0: canvas quads, Jack? No. No <laughs> one's released one.
2: Well, no one's released what? They've really got CAN bus in INAF, haven't they? And Pilot certainly has.
0: Well, I don't like Pilot. All it does is, like, scream at you about what centres you do or don't have.
1: You do not have the correct qualification to fly this quadcopter. Step away.
0: <laughs> oh, look at these, man. Look at this. Beasts. This is some Beasts. serious... Some serious stuff.
2: yeah. Just feed it
0: straight from the PDB Ooh, into the matter.
2: Oh, go down a bit. I want to see the it, the geodesic it structure. <sighs> it's not really that impressive. They just sort of wedged it against a wall. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe. Bit of string just out of shot. It's
0: yeah, not, <laughs> not really how flying's meant to work. No, no, no. At least, they showed how the sausage was made by getting rid of it. How much? Look, the, the thing
2: is, with that shot, is at no point can you see the top of it. So there could just be a bloke with a bit of string.
0: <laughs> no, they do. They do show. Look, when it drops back down, you can. <laughs> no, they see. don't. No, no, no. no they, do, they don't. They do.
1: Staying at a show. Uh,
0: look, look no. here. Oh, so, oh. no! Oh, come on! No, no. no, that they could, could, they mind, could have. hidden a you, string buddy. in those pixels there. <laughs> <laughs> All right <laughs> uh, on that note, it's uh, the end of the show, um, yeah. guys. You've been you've been listening to uh, another episode of Let's Drone Out, and uh, it'll be six years next episode, I believe. Mm. Um, massive shout out to all our patrons that keep us going. Thank you, Caroline, for the uh, the super chat. We we appreciate it. Uh, you've been joined by our uh, Lord Master Andrew Sassrank. Bye. Do you want to give another shout out to LDO? No, we full.
1: Uh, I mean, we might be able to squeeze in a couple more people, but it's, it's pretty tight. It's a pretty ex- exclusive club. Uh, if you're desperate, drop us a message. Let's join out at gmail.com uh, or wherever else you can find us.
0: And um, we've been joined by Stephen. Thanks, guys. It's weird not saying Belric anymore. <laughs> but, Whatever, man. Know. he's there in the... I could be Bellric for you,
2: Jack. It's okay.
0: No, (laughs) thank you. you. Um, And I've been Sci-Fi. Thank you, guys, and good night. Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Telemetry
2: lost.